Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Uh, Super excited to have my guest on today, Tammy Pate. Tammy Pate heads up Art of the Cowgirl. And this is an organization that that represents all sorts of makers and artists in horsemanship and ranch rodeo and and just all kinds of things related to cowgirls in the the Western lifestyle. So, um, Tammy, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Hey, so if, if you would just give us a little background on you and how you got started in the uh, Western world and Western culture and tell us about you a little bit. Well, uh, I'm a Montana native and my husband, Kurt, and I have been in the ranching and horse clinic uh, business for many, many years. We started out, you know, growing up rodeoing and ranching and my husband, Kurt, was uh, one of the technical advisors on the Horse Whisperer, and that kind of really changed our life, and Kurt was uh, riding colts for the public, and we were working on a Seban Ranch at the time, and um, he, he was just doing a couple little local clinics, but after the movie, there were opportunities that presented themselves, and Buck Branneman really encouraged Kurt to pursue a career as a clinician, and um, We went to the Midwest Horse Fair, a horse expo in Madison, Wisconsin, and Kurt was starting a colt, and we were, we actually took the saddle that Robert Redford rode and posters, and we kind of had a little booth there for the, um, for the movie, and Purina Mills was there, and they were, they had uh, brought colts for Craig Cameron to start, and Kurt was starting colts in a demonstration, and at that event, David Nelson asked Kurt if he wanted to be part of at the time, it was called Ride for the Brand, their influential program with Purina Mills. And that started our whole career on the road. And so at, 
at the time when we were working on a ranch, I had learned to build custom cowboy boots from a bootmaker in Helena, Montana, Mike Ryan, and he mentored me. And I did it part-time because I was a young mom and raising two little kids and we were ranching. And um, I was an oil painter as well. I, I've always been an you know, inspiring artist. So as the years have gone and evolved, I started doing horsemanship and yoga retreats, but always, always, you know, dabbled in art and um, leather work. And about six years ago, I decided I wanted to combine all of the things that I love, horses, art, people, and um, create this event to give back to the industry. And I, I just really have felt that you know, college is wonderful, but college is not for everyone. But learning a trade is something that no one can ever take away from you. And you can go anywhere. If you can work with your hands, you can provide for yourself. So I dreamt up Art of the Cowgirl, which combines all of these things. <laughs> so so now you guys have a big event. And, and correct me if I'm wrong. Last year in January uh, 2019, that was your first event? Yes, it was the first one in at the Corona Ranch in Phoenix, Arizona. Okay. And then um, do you, is it an invitational thing for the uh, cowgirls and artists and, and everybody involved in the, in the culture to come to, or how, how did, how do people participate in it if they wanted to? Yeah. So there's different aspects of the event. So the event is a public event. We're selling tickets to it and you can come and watch presenters, horsemanship, the um, master artists will demonstrate their art. So saddle making, boot making, silversmithing. Um, and then we have a, a elite ranch horse sale. We have a women's ranch rodeo, a world's greatest horsewoman competition. We have a trade show and all of our trade show, um, we ha have uh, vendors that all apply and we sift through them and we're really, um, trying to be specific about the quality and the quantity that we have at, at the event. So we want to have um, unique items and not, you know, five booths with the same thing. So our right. trade show is smaller, but it's very intimate. And yeah, it's just amazing. So our master artists, um, we have a nonprofit, Art of the Cowgirl has a nonprofit side, and that's what is our fellowship side. And we reach out to different um, makers. Nancy Martini is our saddle making master. And we, we pay her to come to the event. She has donated a saddle. All of the masters do this. Mm -hmm. Donated a, a piece of their work for our art auction, which mm -hmm. helps fund our fellowship. And then they provide a fellowship to our recipient. So in our first year, we funded six uh, fellowships. So Silver uh, Smith saddle making, photography, fine art, boot making, and horsemanship. And we paid all of the expenses for the recipient to go work with these masters. And when they left, they had completed a whole, like for saddle making a saddle, a pair of spurs in the um, silversmith and spur making. So we want them to go home with the tools and the experience that they need to then start their own business. That's amazing. So, so now the, the people that, uh, they, they have to apply for these fellowships. Is that what they do? Yes. So as we fund the fellowship, 
-hmm. we open up the application process and we got, I think it was 62 um, applicants for our saddle making fellowship. And like there were 40 in the boot making. It was just amazing. Photography was just crazy. So there was, it was, we were hoping, you know, to get 25 applicants and it just, exceeded our expectation but it was so hard to pick (laughs) there were so many amazingly talented and and really passionate young makers out there so it it was a very difficult job picking the winner (laughs) yeah i would i would think so and uh that's so cool so now you guys did six fellowships last year um are you are you increasing it this year or or to different uh, so we're uh, we're offering six again this year. So mm-hmm. at the 2020 event, those recipients um, will be coming and they'll be in a booth with their master and they will be presenting, you know, what they learned, showing their piece of art. And then uh, we have new masters for uh, 2020. So all in all, we'll have uh, 12 masters at this event, six from last year and six new. Well, that's great. So it's really just will kind of build on itself. Um, yes. Yeah. That's, yes, that's what we're really hoping. And and you know, my my big dream for our art auction is not only to use those funds to um, support our fellowship program, but also to create a, a collector. Um, I don't know how to say it. I'm really hoping that. When people see the quality of these makers, mm-hmm. they start really investing in in these different makers and collecting what they do. Right, and you could you could literally have uh, someone that went through your fellowship uh, end up being one of the uh, your master uh, makers later on um, in fellowship. Someone under them. Yes, that's the goal, the ultimate goal. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. And, you know, having said that, I searched and searched for a woman bit maker. I wanted a, a master bit maker. Mm-hmm. And uh, Amy Raymond, who was our master silversmith last year, has built a bit, but she in no way, you know, said, I am a bit maker. So that's my, my goal. This year, uh, John Menser is an amazing silversmith, and he is, uh, has offered a fellowship. Um, and so hopefully we'll get a woman bit maker and she will come back as our master. Absolutely. That's great. Now, in terms of you have all the makers and you have artists in, I assume, painting, you have sculptures, anything like that too. I mean, what's, what's the, how broad is the scope of, of artists? Yes, it's very broad. So last year, Jan Mapes was our master artist. And her um, recipient did both oil painting and she did a bronze. So, yes, we have uh, fine art and photography. And Constance Jagi was our master photographer uh, last year. She's from uh, Fort Worth, Weatherford, actually. And very unique young woman. Um, she's actually from Europe. And what I, the reason I chose Constance last year was because she, she wasn't born in the West, mm-hmm. but she fell in love with the West as a young girl and got into the cutting horse world. And her photography is just 
just so different and unique. And I really wanted people to understand that, you know, being a cowgirl or a Western person, we're not all born here. But mm-hmm. if, if it's in our heart, I just wanted to create opportunities for people to pursue that passion. So Nancy Martini, our saddle maker from Idaho, she and her um, husband had a stock contracting business. I mean, this gal can rope with the best of them, doctor cattle out on a cold, windy day, put up hay and build a beautiful saddle. So she she is a Western woman, but it, it there's so many people that just love, you know, our industry. And so I think the more people we can bring into it and educate, you know, my, my whole idea of the horsemanship and the master trades, mm-hmm. I feel like it all starts with basics and at our event we have a cult starting demonstration and it's not a competition we have several cults being started at the same time with husband and wife teams um lee uh smith our master horsewoman and alicia her uh, recipient are going to start a cult just showcasing how we work together to do it but what i really wanted that's our first event and it sets the tone for the whole event that that the foundation is the most important part and then the artistry for horsemanship becomes the discipline that people choose so we have rainers we have um, a liberty demonstration this year we have ranch horse demonstrations wherever you choose to go with it but but if a cult isn't started right and given time to understand and learn how to learn horses mm-hmm. have a lot of trouble and the same thing in the the trades so anybody might be able to build a pretty saddle but it starts with the tree right. and that's what nancy is demonstrating what makes a good fitting saddle how do you build that and then what makes it her own unique art right. so it's just so it's just last year it was it exceeded my expectations in the first year in that everyone there was so supportive of one another. And that was what I really wanted because my, my, my and my husband's whole career has been made up on um, people that we've met through people and mm-hmm. just opportunities have presented themselves and if you're, you don't get out in the world, it's hard for people to get those opportunities. So Art of the Cowgirl is a, a place where people, sponsors can come, um, you know, and, and the artists and the cowgirls and photographers and meet one another. And who knows what could happen for people. Absolutely. And, and like you said, too, just other people that aren't in the industry that hear about it or are interested in it can come to it and experience it and become more involved or whatever. It's, it's, I've talked about it a lot on the podcast and why I started this podcast is because not everybody can grow up on a ranch and have a horse, but so many people, just like you said, they just love the Western lifestyle, culture, everything that cowboys and cowgirls represent. They're iconic figures around the world. And it's just a, it's just a great thing. The more, the more people we can, you know, expose this culture and the way of life to, uh, the better it is for everyone and people can understand Absolutely. it better too, you know, in terms of working cattle and horses and just the, the whole, the whole industry in, in and of itself. Absolutely. And, you know, I think it's more important now than ever in mm-hmm. our history to really in our political 
climate these days, mm-hmm. people react emotionally to to so many things. And we in our the Western world, it's up to us to really educate people on the truth of mm-hmm. how, because somebody doesn't, I mean, you know, they see something and it's marketed in a certain way and it might not be the truth. Absolutely. <laughs> so this is an opportunity for us to do that. Absolutely. And we have to be our own advocates, you know. Oh, absolutely. That's no doubt. And and the thing is, is that so many people, like you say, uh, people will get information and it's just misinformation. And, and the more that we can expose people to it and show them and they have a better understanding of it, the, the less misconceptions there are. Because everybody at one point in, in their life, I mean, I've said it a hundred times, has always dreamed of just riding across the prairie on a horse or everybody wanted to get a pony for their birthday and when they're kids. And so um, it's something that, that all of us uh, you just kind of inherently love. And, and like you say, with, with, with urban sprawl and with the growth and population, everything we've got, um, there's less and less opportunities for a lot of people to be able to experience it. So uh, absolutely. Today's episode is sponsored by modern cowboy performance nutrition, the brand built on grit, determination, and perseverance. Modern Cowboy products are designed to increase stamina and strength, build lean muscle mass, and promote healing and pain relief. For more information and to order products, visit our website, moderncowboy.global, and use our podcast listener special code, moderncowboy15, at checkout for 15% off all of our products and apparel. And, you know, these girls, I'm real proud of our ranch horse sale that my daughter produces. And our whole vision was to have horses that were safe for anyone and what i think sometimes um people kind of lose track of is you know cowboys ride their horses every single day and they're used they're then sold and sometimes they go to people that don't ride every day Mm -hmm. and pretty soon and they're getting too much feed and they're getting you know fresh and so mesa has done a great job in picking these girls and their programs that the horses can go anywhere they're used on the ranch um you know they go through water they they are exposed to everything and yet these girls are still bringing them to town they're hauling them by themselves so the horses you know aren't herd bound they don't have bad habits and because the people that are coming and and are paying value for what we get to do every single day and they wish they could do just like to your point that everybody dreams of doing that. Right. But I think we in the industry have to be really careful how we represent, you know, our product to sell to people so that it's safe because that's all people want to do. They want to have a safe horse that they can go and enjoy and fulfill their dream of, you know, living the way we live every day. Exactly. Now, um, Tell us a little bit about the, the horse program. Is it, is it the, do you guys have a, a art of the cowgirl horse auction? Is that what, what I believe I was reading? Yes. Yes, and, we do. Yes. And then your, your daughter, she heads that up. Yes. Uh, Mesa is her name and she uh, is producing the ranch horse sale, the women's ranch rodeo and our world's greatest horsewoman competition. Oh, so, okay. So I, I wasn't aware of that. You have a, uh, world's greatest horsewomen competition as well. Now, so this, this event here is January 24th through the 26th uh, this year um, in Phoenix, correct? Yes. Yes. 
and we the ranch rodeo we got last year uh, in our first year we had 23 teams and it doubled we have 42 teams entered <laughs> this year of four four women ranch rodeo teams so our preliminary for that and the world's greatest competition um, is at South Buckeye Arena mm-hmm. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday morning. And then the top four ranch rodeo teams and the top 10 world's greatest horsewomen come and compete Saturday at Corona Ranch during the main event. But there's no charge to go out to Buckeye if people want to go watch the uh, preliminary round. But uh, we added the world's greatest horsewomen event and for those who don't know about the world's greatest, it's a cow horse competition where you do a reining pattern, you cut cows, you go down the fence and control cattle, and then it's uh, you rope and steer stop. And there's an event, the world's greatest horseman, which is a very prestigious event in Fort Worth. And the winner of our event gets to go compete in February in Fort Worth at the world's greatest horseman. So we're really excited and proud of that. Yeah, that's great. So the, so the uh, preliminary stuff for at, at Buckeye, that's before, that's during the week before uh, yes. the 24th. Okay. Yes. Yep. And that's, the that's... 22nd, mm-hmm, 23rd and 24th. And then we also, <laughs> there's a lot going on. Yeah. At the John, the John Vulcan Arena at Gilbert, mm-hmm. we have hands-on workshops happening too. So we have, a cow dog uh, clinic. Lee Smith is doing a horsemanship clinic. Annette Coker, one of our presenters, and Kevin Meyer are doing a cow horse uh, clinic. We have a silversmith clinic, photography, leather working, and uh, what else do we have? Now that's oh, a, and a songwriting oh, gosh. workshop. Now that's it, John Vulcan. That used to, I believe they used to, it was called a Welcome Home Ranch before, right? I don't know if they changed yes. it or not. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yes, I, I actually yes. lived, lived right around the corner from there. For oh, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. Well, right I'm not, nice I'm facility. So yes, and it's so cool there. What they're doing and opportunities that there are available there for young people that are coming off from drug addiction, and yep. it's just a wonderful program. Yeah, that's great. So you guys were down there as well. Now, is that is that during the twenty fourth through the twenty sixth, or is it uh, earlier in the week? Or that's the. Yep, earlier in the week too, the twenty third and twenty fourth. Okay, and so the main uh, event though is going to be at the Corona Ranch, which is in um, uh, in Phoenix. It's actually yes, yes, and that's the twenty fourth, twenty fifth, and twenty sixth. Very, very cool, exciting. So um, you you've seen almost a double in the growth of uh, contestants uh, entering in the events, and then. Um, and how about uh, the uh, applications for the fellowships? Have they applied for those yet, or did they apply for them at the uh, at the event itself? So we'll open after the event, and we we open like one at a time, okay. um, as we fund them actually. <laughs> so, gotcha. So to just to go back to something you talked about earlier, you guys, your husband got to be involved in the. Uh, filming of uh a horse whisper that now that had to be exciting it was great <laughs> it was a really fun time in life and it was actually filmed um not far from where we live in big timber between big timber and livingston montana 
and we got to spend a whole summer um, on set. And it's hard to believe that Scarlett Johansson was a little 12 year old girl. <laughs> yeah, isn't that crazy? <laughs> yes. So, yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, and we were I, very proud of the movie. Yeah, it was a great movie. Great movie. Um, and I, I can't remember the the young man that played the the young the young kid in that, but uh, um, Ty Ty yeah. um, Hillman. Yeah, yes. that's, that's right. That's right. Um, that was quite a quite a deal for him too. I just remember reading an article about him when when he got that part. But very cool movie. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, and you know, it was a it was a love movie, but it really. It really represented Montana ranching very well, I thought. And the horse work, you know, it was, um, of course, based on Buck. And it just, I thought it did a great job just educating. And it wasn't a how-to, you know, movie. But it was, it gave you the idea of really connecting with an animal. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, you you guys live where in Montana, did you say? Uh, so we live at Livingston, Montana. Okay, Livingston. All right. And you're actually, uh, I, I'm uh, in Wickenburg, and, and your eyes are actually getting ready to head down here, like, <laughs> soon, right? Tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, because I know when we talked earlier, we just, we wanted to, you know, record the podcast as, as soon as we could and, and get it published. So um, we did it before we even got here. But uh, so now you guys, you guys coming down to rope too, or? No, I'm bringing my horse, and of course we're riding, but Mm -hmm. just really to get ready for the event and go do, we're going to NRS to have a a reception on the 17th, and I'm going down to the Mountain Oyster Club in Tucson to have an art uh, reception there on the 9th, so just just getting ready for the event. Yeah. How how long have you had the horse ranch horse sale going on. Is that something that started at the same time or has Mesa been uh, doing this previously with the horses? No, this, it was our first, first sale at our first event. So we just started it, but Mesa is, has been in the bucking bull industry for a long time. Correct. Yes. And uh, yeah. And they produce sales. So she, she had experience producing a livestock sale, but this is our first horse sale. Yeah. Very cool. Now, how many horses are you guys bringing to the sale? And they're all your horses, correct? That that you guys have worked with and Yeah, no. So they're all consigned by oh, they are. Okay. by cowgirls. Yes. So it's a consignment sale gotcha. and there are 28 horses being sold this year. Awesome. And that what day is that um during the event? That's Sunday, the 26th. Sunday. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, how about uh, how, how about your husband? I'm I'm sure you put him to work. Uh, yes. <laughs> behind the scenes here as well. <laughs> yes. So he is emceeing for me, and he is an auctioneer. So uh-huh. he's selling our sale, selling our art auction, and yeah, he's he's a great guy. We're actually going to do some demonstrations as well, some cattle handling demonstrations at the event. It's our family, so it's we're kind of. Doing a little bit of everything. <laughs> Very cool. Now, where can um, where can people go and, and buy? Can they buy tickets in advance, or how do people go about getting tickets to it? Yes, they can buy tickets in advance at uh, our website. It's just uh, artofthecowgirl.com, or they can buy tickets uh, at the door. 
Okay. And then um, where, if people want to follow you guys on social media, um, where's the best place to, to follow you? Yep. Yep. We have both uh, Facebook and Instagram and it's Art of the Cowgirl on Facebook and on Instagram as well. Very cool. Well, I got to ask you, um, same three questions I always ask everybody and I probably, <laughs> probably know the answers to at least a couple of them already, but, uh, favorite, uh, you got a favorite maker or brand of cowboy hats? I do. Actually, I have to say I have two. Okay. Um, Stetson hats mm-hmm. and Greeley hat works. <laughs> okay. And, and how about, how about boots? And boots actually my own because i build them <laughs> and lou casey <laughs> now what do, what do, what is your brand name are they just uh do you have a a brand name I, for yours you know back in the day when i was building boots for a lot of people mm-hmm. my business was wild horse custom boots but okay. i haven't okay. built boots for the public for a while okay so just just for our family <laughs> well that's that's got to be pretty nice you know, yes, be I able to it. whip you out your own <laughs> pair of boots. And then how about, uh, how about Western movies, your favorite Western? Oh, bar none, John Wayne and the Cowboys. There you go. <laughs> Very cool. Well, hey, so the event starts again, January 24th through the 26th, although there are other events running at Buckeye and down in Gilbert, John Vulcan, you have the uh, in Buckeye, what do we have again? The uh, the, the uh, preliminary round of the ranch rodeo. So there's four events they'll be doing. Okay. Uh, 42 teams, and the preliminary of the world's greatest horsewoman. There's four events and 73 competitors. And then over at uh, in Gilbert, it, the John Vulcan Ranch, you, you guys got tons of stuff going on there. So. Yes. Yep. Uh, hands-on workshops. So if you want to sign up and ride with Lee Smith or Annette Coker, mm-hmm. um, actually, actually, I think Lee's still has some spots, but the cow dog is full and I think Annette's is full, but there's, but you can still, you know, go and participate and watch. Um, and there's no charge to do that. So I invite you all there. <laughs> well, very cool. Well, Tammy, hey, I really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing uh, everything you've got going. And we're just excited. I'm, I'm so, it's so great to hear that how much has grown just from your first one last year and really look forward to this event this year. And I, I'll, I'll be meeting you here shortly because you're going to be coming to Wickenburg. Yes. So we'll, we'll meet mm-hmm. in person and just really, really looking forward to it. Great. Well, thank you. I appreciate it so much. And uh, just Keep your fingers crossed for good weather. Yes, <laughs> well, <end> January. <laughs> ho- well, I think I think we've got all of our. Hopefully, we've got all our wet weather out of the way because we've, we've been exceptionally so. exceptionally wet here in December. So, um, hopefully, it's just yes. going to be perfect. <laughs> good. All right. Well, I look forward to meeting you, and thank you again. You're welcome. Appreciate the reviews and ratings, which increases awareness in our effort to grow the fan base of the cowboy rodeo and western lifestyle culture. If you are new to the show or have been a listener for a while and have just not had the opportunity to rate and review the podcast, it's really simple. Just trot your pony over to the iTunes Apple Podcast, click on the show, scroll down to rate and review, and give us a five-spur rating. The podcast is available on Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher, as well as many other platforms where you listen to podcasts. Just type Modern Cowboy Podcast into the search bar to subscribe, listen, rate, and review. 
And if you're interested in being a sponsor of the show to showcase your business, DM us on Instagram at Modern Cowboy Podcast or message us on our website, www.moderncowboypodcast.com. Every Friday afternoon, I hitch up the trailer. Saddle up old rock and ice down a cooler. I drive that old back road until it ends at the rope and pin. We got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs. $20,000 horses, then there's my own stick. Although we're all the same. The minute we ride in to the roping pen Well, I ain't no play speed But I give her hell, he never can tell Someday I just might be We'll turn a few steers and we'll tell a few lies Kick back in the saddle and philosophize most of life's problems. Yeah, we're gonna solve them down at the roping pen. Yeah, we don't do it for the money. Yeah, we're always broke. Just ask Clint what he paid a rope. He's lost a dozen wives Half the fingers on his hands To the rope and pin And it takes a little skill And a little luck If you can talk smack You can back it up Oh, but we're all friends No matter who wins Down at the rope and pin